What's up, podcast? Welcome to another episode of Insights. This episode is with nutrition coach Betsy Johnson. Uh, this is Betsy's third time, I believe, on the podcast, and uh, we just we love having her on for her wealth of knowledge about nutrition and exercise, and uh, and also like how to build this, how to build good nutrition and healthy habits into your daily routines. Um, and that's kind of what this episode is about. Uh, it's about New Year's resolutions and health goals. Um, we recorded this before January 1, and we're posting it around the second week of January because this is when it starts to get tough. Uh, it's always uh, motivating and inspiring to either get in the gym or start a new nutrition plan, you know, January 1, you're going to change all these things. Um, but once week three, week four, five, six comes around, uh, things get more difficult. So uh, so this is, this is Betsy talking about how to deal with that, how to set goals that are sustainable, um, specifically a, a around your health. So anyways, it's a really cool episode. I hope you guys get a ton out of it. Uh, this is Insights with Betsy Johnson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Insights. I am back with our nutrition coach, Betsy Johnson. Uh, Betsy, thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. And we've been planning this one for a while now, and uh, it's New Year's resolution time. And what we wanted to hear from you was how do you go about setting your New Year's resolutions? Uh, you mentioned realistic resolutions. Uh, so I have a, I have a an idea that that's going to be part of it. So mm -hmm. just talk to us, coach us a little bit up on what you think about health resolutions, nutrition resolutions going into 2020. Okay. I think a lot of times people in December, they may think, oh, I'm just going to get to that in January. I'm just going to, I'm going to set myself high and set my expectations high and I'm going to work out seven days a week and I'm going to cut out all my carbs and I'm just going to really just dig deep. And what happens is a lot of times a person may be completely motivated and ready to go January 1st and the gyms are totally crowded and you can't find a parking space. But as you can see, like by the end of January and February, it starts dissipating. And why is that? Well, it's because a lot of times a person sets themselves up for all these unrealistic expectations, unrealistic resolutions. And instead, I just challenge people to just try their hardest to stay on track in December, um, not completely have this humongous shift in January. And if you do have resolutions, just make them like, all right, I want to lose one to two pounds a week. I need to eat. I need to eat healthy. I need to be intentional about my eating. I need to eat right before I'm obsessing about exercise. Eating right is actually 80% of it. It truly is. I have many clients that honestly don't love to exercise and still kill it, lose weight. And I think a lot of times our society makes you think like, oh, I need to join a gym. I need to work out like crazy. I have to, you know, sweat like crazy. And then they're so frustrated because they aren't seeing results. And how am I doing all this? I'm not seeing any results. And then I'll say to a person, well, are you looking at your diet? How are you eating? And then when I start looking at their, di their diet and then they realize like, gosh, you know, I guess that is right. I, I really shouldn't be eating you know, both cereal at night after I have a baked potato and with butter and, uh, you know, all those carbs in the evening. So when you start analyzing everything, it really helps. But what I tell people is just try your hardest to set yourself up for realistic expectations. Okay. So, um, resolutions, uh, work out three days a week, um, eat healthy, maybe, maybe 
um, really learn how to eat, um, really pairing your foods together correctly, um, not eating maybe tons of carbs in the evening. Those are great ones. Um, and then just really being realistic about your weight loss. If you want to lose weight and it's, if you're like, I need to fit into this black dress, I need to do these things. I'm going to the beach and I want to lose 10 pounds or 12 pounds in two weeks. Unrealistic. It's not going to, it's not going to stick. It's not going to be true weight loss. True weight loss is a good steady one to two pounds a week. And that's the fat. That's what you want to lose. If you're trying to lose 10 to 12 pounds in two or three weeks, that's going to be a lot of water weight, and then that person's going to be super frustrated because all that weight's going to come back on. What I'm hearing from you is, is these are process goals. Yes. They are ways of doing things versus, you know, I want to, you know, lose 20 pounds or I, I want to um, gain, you know, 10 pounds of muscle. You know, what you're saying is you have a goal of cutting down your carbs. You have a goal of eating smaller meals. You have a goal of, you know, getting into the gym a couple times a week. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of the way you look at it as it's process and kind of trusting that that process is going to get me to my end result of a weight loss goal or whatever like that? Yes. And I mean, when I work with clients, I tell them, all right, I meet with them face to face. I'm in touch with them daily, but I meet with them face to face every four weeks. And what I say to them is like, okay, these are our goals for our first four weeks. And then when we meet in four weeks, these are our next goals for our next four weeks. Because if you just think of, oh, my gosh, like 50 pounds, that's so much weight to lose. Like, yeah, it is. But you can't think about it that way. You have to think about the first 10, mm-hmm. you have to, first five, first 10, you know. And it's a process. And to be patient with the process. Because so many times, unrealistic unrealistic expectations you think okay spring break's coming it's january i need 30 i need to lose 30 pounds and then you know you're getting burned out and unrealistic oh i'm just a person i can't lose any weight well i mean i just had a client lose 51 pounds but it was over two years you know of just dropping and he was 72 but just dropping the weight slowly so that is a really realistic expectation are you mainly because you said nutrition's 80 percent of it are you mainly setting nutrition goals and then adding on like a, okay, here's how I want to do that 20%, which might be exercise yes. you know, or something else like that? When I meet with people too, I tell them, if I'm asking you to do a 180 on your diet and like a 180, like really revamping, being really intentional. If I was to also ask them, okay, now I expect you to go work out six days a week. They'd be like, whoa, like that's a lot. And I, I would feel like I would set them up for failure. Instead, I tell them, all right, first four weeks, I want you to completely focus on your food and you're going to lose weight. I promise you just trust me in the process, follow the rules and trust me. Then after you get your habits underway, it takes 21 days to break a habit and to change habits. Then you start feeling like, all right, I'm, I've got this. I'm losing some weight. I'm feeling good. Then, then we meet up. I'm like, all right, now let's try to bring in the exercise because you already have created some habits. Then you bring in some other ones and it's more, it's doable than just completely overwhelming, overwhelming someone with, you know, something and that they, it's going to be super unattainable. And also, you know, we talked off air before we, we started recording this, um, how frustrating it can be when you're exercising, you know, six, seven days a week and not getting the results you want. It feels to me like starting with nutrition is going to be less frustrating in the sense that um, you're not going to feel like you're spinning your wheels. Correct. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you hit, you get that win, that, right. sm- that small to medium to big win with nutrition, and then like add on the exercise. Right. 
and it's, it's only motivation. Yeah. It's just, and then a person feels like even more confident because I, I work with a lot of people who are like, I can't even step into a gym. Like I'm don't even feel good about myself. I am really insecure of the way I look. I'm like, all right, don't worry about it. Let's get some weight off first. So you feel good. And then as you start feeling good and then you're like, oh, okay, I've dropped 10 pounds. I've dropped 12 pounds. I feel like I'm motivated to go work out. I feel like I can put on some exercise clothes and then you feel more confident and it just builds upon it. I, I'm a little weird in a sense, but I feel like, you know, when you start with nutrition, you start to tell yourself, you know, I'm a person who eats well. You know, I'm a person who, you know, has a good nutrition plan. And when you're talking to yourself like that, you feel like a healthy person, like, you know, health is important to me. And then, you know, going to the gym is not going to be nearly as difficult as, you know, say you hadn't made that change with your nutrition and you walk into the gym with all these, you know, quote unquote, health, health minded people. Right. And you feel out of place almost. Right. And then you just want to leave. Well, and the great thing too, is there's so many things that are available to us now uh, with apps or with different at home things too. A lot of people truly feel super insecure going to gyms. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, I mean, I do a lot of my training mostly outside. It's not that I feel insecure, but I just love to be outside. I just love fresh air and I love to be outside. But a lot of people don't love to be in a gym atmosphere. They feel intimidated. It makes them nervous. So there's a ton of really great workouts and different things that are available to us now um, in apps and then also in the forms of videos that a person can do at home. And they don't need to purchase thousands of dollars of exercise equipment in order to do it, So, right. which is great. That's, that's super fascinating. What do you think about walking? Are you a, walk- great. Are you yeah. a walking fan? The, the guy that I told you about that lost 51 pounds walked. Not, I'm ate, such a believer. Ate perfectly and walked once or maybe twice a day, yeah. and that was it. That was his exercise. So, yeah. So, but being patient with the process and not setting yourself up for just unrealistic expectations and just for failure. Because when you, then you just think, oh, I tried that, that didn't work. Or I tried, you know, keto and I'm starving and I'm, you know, all of these things that are going on and all these fads and trends. I always tell a person, do something that you can see yourself doing for years like sustainability is key not just something that's just going to give you a short-term fix and then you're going to be frustrated because you're going to gain the weight back when when you talk about process and you you know you coach people on setting up these goals are you are they four-week windows like you mentioned or are they like what what does the goal list look like well i ask a person in the beginning when we're just sitting down for our initial consultation all right what is your goal like where your goal is weight loss. Okay. So how much weight do you want to lose? What's your, what's your end goal? All right. Well then these are the steps that we're going to do to get there. And we have, and I kind of cut it down in chunks. So then a person's not. And then what I try to do is every week when they weigh themselves, they take a picture of their scale, they send it to me. And I, then I send them a goal for the next week. So then they're not thinking, Oh my gosh, 30 pounds is so far away. They're thinking, okay, I need to hit that next two pound goal. Right. So it's, it's a like little bit kind doable. of one step in front of the other yes. sort of deal yes. and working and you, you set that by working backwards from where you want to end up. Right. Is that 30 pound goal like a year long or as a your client? You just it just kind of, and honestly depends. Each person's so different. I mean, I can have some that it, it does have to do with what's going on in their lives, stress, your cortisol level, um, sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends. Um, I always tell people not one person's weight loss journey is the same as another and no one's 
journey is just completely downhill. It's in, in the sense of like perfect weight loss every single week. You're going to have loss. You might have plateau. We have to change things up, loss again. So just, you know, being okay when it plateaus, knowing that it's going to go down again and being patient with that. It also seems like it's more about the journey than it is the you know, losing the 30 pounds. Yeah. You know, it's about, you know, how you're getting there. It doesn't right. matter if the 30 pounds happens, you know, next week or, you know, a year down the road. Right. It's the process of getting that weight off. And changing your mindset. Yeah. Um, I think that in the beginning, a person may be like, oh, man, I can't have that donut. I can't have that cookie. I can't eat that fried food. And then the further along they are in it and the more successful they are, they're like, Nah, not a big deal. I don't really want that donut. I don't really miss it. I don't really care because their mindsets change. They're like, I'm heck, I'm working towards my goal. Like I'm on my way to my goal. Instead of thinking of everything you can't have, you think of, oh my gosh, I don't really want that. That's gonna that's gonna totally trip me up. Well, and like like you said, as you start to you know change the way you eat, different things taste good. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. There, there's a time there, there was a time with me. I used to love sweet tea. And as, you know, now I don't drink it, you know, if I were to taste sweet tea right now, it would taste super, super sweet. Right. Whereas it used to be just kind of normal to me. Right. Is that kind of, is that normal? So, so true. And that goes for even like salty foods too. Um, You start cutting back your sodium, you're watching what you eat for your salt intake, and then all of a sudden you have something that you've had before. Oh my gosh, that tastes like a, tastes like a salt lick. Well, you're not used to all that sodium, but then you really identify with it when you do eat that. It's the same type of thing with like, you know, sugar. Super interesting. Well, yeah. Betsy, thank you so yeah. much again. Uh, tell our listeners how they can connect with you online. If they want to reach out or sign up for your newsletter. Perfect. So my website's um, BetsyNutrition.com. And um, I also have Instagram, um, Betsy Nutrition. And um, there's definitely ways to message me through Instagram or email me um, on my website. And there's also a newsletter that you can subscribe to as well from my website. Betsy Johnson, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. We really appreciate you being here. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to the podcast or given us a rating, please do. Uh, It helps us be found by by more people that are just like you and interested in these health topics. Um, If you have any any questions, anything you want us to talk about on the podcast, any uh, health, health and wellness topics, Uh, please don't hesitate to shoot me an email. My email is ben at performancemedicine.net. I would love to hear from you, any feedback you have, uh, any cool insights you've gotten, and any questions you have. Um, we'd love to take those, take those questions uh, as we're starting to do a, more and more Q&A type shows. So anyways, thank you again for being here, and we will see you guys next time.